months ago, U.S. Special Forces launched an assault, killing Ben Khalid and his terrorist organization. Six heroes who risked their lives to stop Ben Khalid from carrying out his threat to attack this country. We're blown. The whole squad. What? Ben Khalid's people found us. Welcome back to 24 Faithful. This is the unofficial podcast for Fox's show 24 Legacy. And I am joined by Mark and Joel. And then additionally, uh, as Mark mentioned, I went on a, a, a search to try to locate Bradley um, last week, but it was a minivan. Uh, our minivan had broken down. We have a, a new vehicle, a Honda Pilot. So, uh, so we loaded up in there and uh, trucked north uh, because yeah. uh, what, what was that uh, North Dakota that, that he was in to Gettysburg there. He was, and he was heading, heading, trying to find the other Gettysburg, and, and it must have got lost or something. And you know, Josh, from what you told me, you found him in Wyoming, uh, not yeah. not Wyoming, Wyoming, but Wyoming, Iowa. Um, <laughs> yeah, those sure really was there. Um, but found him there, and and he's on his way again, uh, joining us from the beautiful, beautiful town of Fort Wayne, Indiana, today. So, nice. yeah, the really, the really weird thing is he was wandering around some cornfields out there. <laughs> I love was, cornfields. I thought there was a baseball kind of flying overhead. I don't know what that was about. That's when he said he had to get out of there. Yeah, <laughs> baseball stuff. If you build it. <laughs> exactly and so and so yeah so uh this week we are talking about uh uh 24 legacy season one episode number six and so we are breaking the halfway point yay and so um yeah so i i, I could say uh just kind of start off well, actually we're supposed to get into the uh trivia and then we get into the episode so i don't want to jump ahead of myself so i do have a couple pieces of trivia since we missed out last week um four. we're gonna yeah. make sure to say again the answer is four four <laughs> all right well, let's see if that matches up here let me change the question now no <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Mario Almeida's ankle injury was added to the script as actor Carlos Bernard had really injured his ankle while playing basketball during a break in the filming. Which season did that happen in? Come on, Joel. Three. One, eight. Okay, so you say three? <laughs> three. Okay, Bradley. I'm waiting for Mark's answer. I, I, I oh, that's right, because you I got the answer go right in front of you. I can't go against Joel. I can't go against Joel because it's about Tony, so I'm gonna have to go with three two. <laughs> well, you both wrong. Bradley has the answers. <laughs> season two. Okay, yep. Season two. Yes. Joel, you let me down. I, 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 I was contemplating Tony. <laughs> I knew. I knew. I knew about the ankle injury, but I was contemplating whether between season two or season three. But I was kind of contemplating whether was it the season before or the season that Chloe came on, that Chloe first came on. So I, I was trying to, I was trying to contemplate. You know, Joel, I can be wrong on my own. <laughs> when I choose your answer, it's because I think that you're going to have the right one. All right. <laughs> all right. Uh, there's another question here. Uh, there's, there's actually. Um, from different interviews and things I've heard, there's a lot of actors that don't actually watch the shows that they're in. Um, but there's a thing here about Kiefer Sutherland. How many episodes or how many entire episodes of 24 has Kiefer watched himself? All of them. I don't know. No, because Kiefer doesn't like to watch himself. Oh. I remember him saying that in interviews. He doesn't like to watch himself. Okay, so, so I'm gonna go with I'm I'm gonna go with zero. Yeah, okay. zero. So we got all of them. We got zero, and we got zero. I'm gonna say no. I'm gonna change mine now that he said that. I'm gonna say <laughs> I'm gonna say I'm gonna say six because he's not in any of these. Oh, all right, oh, wait for someone to say one dollar, Bob. No, okay. <laughs> I guess you gotta get lower than zero. <laughs> but yeah, zero is the correct answer. So he has not watched an entire episode, um, and so at least not a complete episode. So. Bow to me. No, see, but you, but see, but you ruined it because I, I learned the last time that I can't trust your answers, so I didn't go with your answer. 
Yeah. <laughs> see what happens. And I was wrong on my own. I don't need yeah, you. Well. <laughs> All right. So we're moving Win from it. Tony to Michelle. Okay. So the uh, the actor that played Michelle, Rico Ellsworth. Um, there was a couple other roles that she auditioned for prior to getting that one. Nina Myers. Nina Myers. I said it first. <laughs> he was reading my okay. mind. Okay. I, you know I'm what sure he's going to do? So, yeah, Nina Myers is one of them. What yes. was the other? I think Kate Warner. Terry was the other? Kate Warner. Kate Warner. Mark, are you going to agree? Throw um, another name? <laughs> I'll agree. <laughs> I thought Terry might have been the With other who? one. It could be Kate. It was Jack Bauer. No. <laughs> no, no, yes, it is Kate. <laughs> it was supposed to be Jackie Bauer. It, it was <laughs> Yes, it was Kate Warner. <laughs> so those those were the two. All right. And I have one more. Hey, here. I got one. So, I got one, guys. Five, six right. episodes. I've got one. <laughs> okay, now this is um so so out of the US presidents depicted on the show, which one is the was the first to be operating out of the Oval Oval Office. Ooh. Out of the actual Oval Office or just the White House? Out of the actual Oval Office. It just says the Oval Office, so I'm assuming. I'm going to go with... I'm going to go with Taylor. That's what I was thinking too. Okay. So we got Taylor. Wayne Palmer. It is Wayne Palmer. Oh, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh. If anyone was watching the video, they're Mark's face and just giving up. <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> I just threw my notepad across the room. <laughs> All right, Bradley. Next week, I'm not gonna send you the questions. So, no. Uh, no. All right. He probably, he probably reviewed those episodes anyway. He probably did. Bradley watches the entire nine seasons every week. Yeah, because he's 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 up to what, like five years of TV watching. Yeah. Because oh, we didn't mention this. He's got a head start on us anyway. That's right. Yeah, we we failed to mention this at the beginning because we were uh, trying to catch everybody up on where Bradley was. But uh, yeah, the TV Showtime app. And so, um, find out where our podcast is listed there. I'm sorry. Did you ever find out where our podcast is linked on there? Yeah, it is. It's actually not. um, uh, It's one thing that I'm going to try to talk to him about uh, because they actually asked my feedback to be able to make improvements is the uh, discoverability on it isn't intuitive. Yeah, and so on the, on the app advertising here and nobody's finding us. Yeah. And so <laughs> the, uh, the, there is a feed tab um, on the bottom. Um, but, but when you go in and you check off that you mark, watch an episode and then you go to the feed tab um, if, if we are, if it's already obviously for, for us, um, it'll be a little delayed, but because mm-hmm. we haven't recorded it by the time we watch it, but, or, I mean, I guess we could wait on marking it, but anyway, so, so if, if it's one that we've already published and they've watched it and they check it off and they go to the feed, then that particular episode will show up in the feed. Oh, and so, so it it doesn't seem to be the most intuitive. I'm not sure if I, I didn't look into it deep enough to see if um, if you mark any episode of 24 and then go on there and it'll start showing some of the other episodes for it, or if it waits until it says that you've watched that particular one before it shows you it. And so, I guess maybe to stop you from getting spoilers or whatever. Yeah, I'm like I'm not seeing anything after <laughs> like February 14th here. And so, and there, there was a couple issues with the syncing of our podcast for one reason or another. And so they were having to add them manually. Um, and so I think we are getting that resolved though. Sweet. And so, yeah, it was just, um, Joel yeah. was asking me and I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I got that wrong too. So, 
I was I was asking I was asking Mark because for some reason I thought that you know he might actually have an answer to the question, but I guess I should have known better. You would think he would know by now. <laughs> <laughs> if the answer is four, then I got it. But... <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, sorry. All right. So there, there are people all across the world right now saying that guy's an idiot. <laughs> so we are talking again about episode number six. We are uh, reviewing this, and um, I Bradley, I didn't get to read your episode, but uh, from from a little snippet I had seen, it didn't seem like you had very favorable <laughs> review of this. Um, I read it, but but I can I can say that there is definitely uh, one thing we don't have to worry about anymore um, is uh, Amira. We don't have to worry about her her little team and what they may or may not do. And so I guess that's a positive because we were all kind of like, well, that's kind of a weird storyline. So, well, Brad, Bradley was wrong about one thing. He said, Only he one? said that if I, he, <laughs> he said that if all the cells are like a mirrors, then they have nothing to worry about. Well, she did. Yeah. Su- she did succeed in her attack. This mm-hmm. is true. Well, I, I yeah, I, I guess they did succeed, but then again, they're all dead. And, Two of them. Well, that's the whole point, really. Well, I don't know. I mean, for, for what it seemed like, it seemed like only one of them was supposed to die. And so two of them didn't even make it to the actual event. And so, and the other one almost didn't make it. Amira almost didn't make it to be able to do that. It was just last second. I mean, that poor toll bridge security guy. Yeah, we'll get into that. He tried. I was annoyed with him. Did he, I, did he though really i don't know did I don't he know. really i mean <laughs> come on you are like you're a police officer like you are a trained law enforcement official and you're like calling him on the phone like oh, i don't know what to do like i understand being a little freaked out but it's like come on check the pulse make sure she doesn't have the stupid trigger in her hand where she can grab it come on like, you know geez. when he's he shot her <laughs> The, the van stopped. He's like, please come, I've got the right van. He's walked around from the driver's side all the way around the back to the other side and right. opened the door from there about a minute later. And I'm just like, okay, I've seen this happen before on this show already, where someone who's probably dead has gotten up and done, moved. She's yeah. um, <laughs> probably alive and is probably going to detonate the bomb. And and to to our credit, like we got the up close picture of like her still breathing, but still, come on, like check the pulse. I mean, you know, it's like most 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 shows. It's like the first thing you do is get the gun out of their hand. Well, that trigger was the gun in her hand. Get it out of her hand first thing. Like period. End of story. Like pull it away. No, let's mm-hmm. just let's just stand there and talk to talk to CTU and ask what I should do. And and then all he does is scream no when she grabs it. I mean. <laughs> Like, I don't know. I was annoyed. That part annoyed me. That was probably my biggest annoyance of the whole, whole show. Um, that and, you know, I, I think this is Bradley. I just kind of skimmed your, your article, your review before we got on. But I think this is kind of where you were going to. It's like, and oh, gee, wow, they kidnapped somebody that has something to do with Eric. And <laughs> oh, no, what's he going to do now? He's going to have to break the law and not tell anybody. So that was a little bit annoying, too. But, you know, that I, part of it was the positive side of that aspect. <laughs> So <laughs> maybe I had other stop watching the show. <laughs> Bradley was told to stop watching the show, just so you know. <laughs> we had this conversation before, and I'm gonna get into it. I don't know if you want to Josh, I don't know if Josh wanted us to actually talk about this, but we've learned through through these groups that Joel and, and Bradley are in that unless you have the exact same viewpoint of 24 as the person that you're talking to, you're either a hater and you want Jack Bauer to die again. <laughs> Or, or you're a fanboy who just o- overlooks every everything that's wrong with the show. So there's like no winning. Like if you if you're a, cr- <laughs> you're a critic, either good or bad, there is no winning here. Like Bradley yeah. is way too way too critical of the show. Like how dare you point out something like oh check to make sure the girl's dead. Um, <laughs> Or you're like this other person that that uh, Joel was telling us about that posts the exact same thing on every person's comment and is way too enthusiastic about it. And everybody gets a note at them too. Right. So. Like it, 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 like it kills me because every time, every time he argues, his name is Justin. Shout out to Justin. I just, um, <laughs> <laughs> he he posts this long-winded ratings breakdown of the live and the seven-day ratings and this and that, and he makes the same post 
every single time. He just changes some words around to fit that particular week. But and it's and and I, I like I said I pre- I appreciate his enthusiasm, but I don't want to read three pages worth of of ratings breakdowns just to get to the point of the of the, of the comment. Am I the only person <laughs> and, that doesn't care what the ratings are? Like I really don't. Like I don't even know what they are. I don't care. I'm gonna watch it for myself and decide if I like it. I don't really care. Yeah. I'm the I'm the same way. The only the only way I look at the ratings is so I can compare it to other shows on the network to see how they're doing as far as renewals go. Mm-hmm. And renewal ratings wise, 24 legacy is actually the third highest rated show on Fox. Behind Empire, Empire and the Simpsons. Oh, wow. That's, that's one. Of, that's one of two. Simpsons. Yeah. It's a, it's a head of, it's a head of lethal weapon. Actually. That's a good show. Cause too. in the, in, in the 18th, <laughs> in the 18 to 49 year old demo, 24 Legacy is actually at a 1.96, whereas Lethal Weapons at a 1.61. Bear in mind also so, <clears throat> in that, if you take out the Super Bowl, 24 Legacy is about a 1.05, I think. One point, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's the Super but Bowl that raises that high. Mm-hmm. Bradley, <laughs> stop watching the show, okay? You can't take out the Super Bowl. They premiered it after the Super Bowl. <laughs> like, that's the whole point of them premiering it after the Super Bowl. You can't just take out the Super Bowl. That's like, you can't just take out an episode. Of course, if you take out the Super Bowl, then it's only five episodes instead of six. Joel just Joel, doesn't want to talk about the Super Bowl. That's See, now, now I'm upset. He doesn't want to talk about the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, oh, sorry. I, Shut sorry up, Mark. Off on that, off on that kick. But I just think it's funny. Like we need a little, a little freedom, Mark. a freedom of expression within the twenty-four community. I'm calling for freedom of expression within the twenty-four community. I say we march. <laughs> Who's with me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not I'm not marching. Yeah. I'm like the- well, well, I, I, I would say, and he's, I, I would say, I mean, even, even with Bradley's scathing negative re- remarks and review of things i mean i, I think that just shows though Jack um hater. <laughs> I th- no, I, I think it shows the, the passion that he has for the show though oh totally because because if he didn't care about the show why would he take the time to keep watching i mean of course i guess he gets because he works for the website josh well yeah but <laughs> the conspiracy request the transfer conspiracy <laughs> but, it's a government anyway. conspiracy he's the mole Ooh, <laughs> he's a mole for the lethal. You got me. You got me. He's a mole for the lethal weapon camp. They're trying to get above twenty four in the ratings. <laughs> he's 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 already seen he's already seen all the episodes anyway. He probably has these reviews written out before the episode even airs, and then just post them when they're over. <laughs> hey, hey, it's a good gig if you can get it, Joel. You're just jealous. <laughs> I'm a little jealous. Yes, I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> all right. Yeah. So. Sorry. Yeah, but I mean, it's, it's a good tangent, though. <laughs> yeah. So, 24, 24 yeah, so, fans are some of the most fickle people. Sometimes. Yeah. I think it's the emotional involvement, which is cool. Like, I think it's cool that it it, it, it develops that sort of mo- emotional involvement that, like, people are willing to, like, scream at each other. Not that I think that's cool, but like, it's cool that they have that sort of. I scream at Mark all the time. Yeah, see? Like, Joel and I argue all the time. But um, anyways, so Josh, can we start the episode with this? Joel's going to appreciate this. Joel, you're right. No, we can't start. Last week, last week when Joel <laughs> and I were all by ourselves. All by ourselves. <laughs> anyways, uh, uh, <laughs> uh, Joel said that he was convinced in the next episode that they were going to tie together this storyline of Isaac and Nicole um, with the rest of the show. And they did. Mm-hmm. So, Joel, you were right. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> Bye, guys. I'll see you next week. <laughs> <laughs> oh. My whole point yeah, is staying so. on here. Did anybody see that so coming? Anyway. Yes. <laughs> it doesn't yeah, and the, the, the fun. Hey, when I swear, I, the fun. <laughs> the fun, the fun part is, is that all of these podcasts are are archived and stuff. So every time I want to know if I'm right, I can just go back and watch them again. 
Yeah. <laughs> I was going to go and download them all and splice together every time I say you're right in, in the 12 episodes that we do. And he's going to have a montage and, a, and it's going to be on and i'm gonna show it i'm gonna show it on the last podcast we do this year so it, he's gonna start going to sleep to it he's gonna put his headphones in and listen to it. <laughs> nice i'll put, I'll put oh. some i'll put some music in the background and make a whole video out of it there you go <laughs> but so, anyway let's let's get back to this so um yeah so so we already started talking about amira and the uh the bomb that went off so i mean obviously we kind of went out of order of the of the season or the of the, of the episode and so with that whole storyline though um there, there's that constant tension between amira and her brother mm-hmm. that they're they're kind of uh, i mean she, she she's obviously conflicted um obviously she was still dedicated but she was conflicted during the whole time trying to uh appease her dad um mm-hmm. during the process and um she she stops and gives him water and such a lot um which i guess is very nice he's very thirsty and so yes <laughs> <laughs> and then and then uh and so then the whole breakdown in the garage have the i don't know i guess the double suicide or whatever you want to call it can i just say like i don't know what harris was thinking she never liked him like <laughs> she didn't care at all about him. Like there was no way. I don't know what he was thinking. He's like, get behind me. She's like, okay, well, I don't want you to shoot me or my brother. So sure. I'll get behind you. But I was like, come on, dude. Like, seriously, look at you. She's like a 17 year old. Girl. Come on, shut up. Don't flatter yourself. <laughs> yeah. She told you whatever she needed to tell you to get you to mix this chemical. That's going to blow up the bridge. That's it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I'm so, we saw in the second episode when she um when she convinced drew that she wasn't involved in this and what he what he saw was all not real and, and all that he, she's good at manipulating people and so i can get on board with the fact that harris deciding that they're in love with each other because obviously right. he can decide that for her and that they need to leave and that they don't want any part in kassan's um uh explode his attack that is kind of strange um you can run away together but, even though i created this bomb essentially it's yeah. gonna kill thousands of people and he's gonna let him go you just go you just take the bombs you could do it on your own we're just gonna go live happily ever after Shut up. yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah but my <laughs> biggest problem out of that whole discussion was the fact that well a couple of things first of all amira went from being quite a one-dimensional character at the start the first couple of episodes to yeah. being much more developed um obviously her conflict over having to kill drew her conflict over having to uh, watch her brother tie up her father and the fact that he she obviously cares for him more than her brother does um we got that here and even throughout this episode she was very conflicted she even mentioned you know this is harder than i thought it would be yeah. and then her brother dies and she kills harris and suddenly she's all i have to go and c- carry out this attack Mm-hmm. And that didn't track with me at all. I, I think that that was sort of an obliteration of some solid character development over the last couple of episodes. <clears throat> I see what you're saying, but I think at the same time, like when I watched that, like immediately I was like, okay, this is not dedication to the cause. Like she still doesn't feel like this is it, but it was that, it was that comment by her brother at the end. It's, it's like, if you don't do this, I don't die a martyr, you know? And, and so I think it was dedication to her brother. I think that was it. And coupled with the fact that she's like, okay, now I've killed two people and I've helped create a bomb. There's no going back. Like I'm done. Like there's no good way out of this. Um, But I, I I agree. I see what you're saying. Um, I I totally do. But um, that's where I kind of tracked with it. It's like, okay, this is not dedication to whatever moral high ground that her brother thought he had. This is dedication to, you know, him and his memory and, I mean, obviously they came to the States together. So he was the one that kind of looked after her. He's the one that took care of her. And so she's like, well, I can't let him down. You know, he's dead because my teacher slash whatever they were. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, you know, for a while I kind of did think that, but then she went and talked to her father and I quote, and this is my review. They took him away from me and they left me here alone. And I, I was kind of baffled by that because the show hasn't really gone to any lengths to explain why she actually doesn't like America. She's 
by the look of it, she's just doing it because her brother doesn't like America. Right. They didn't explain why he doesn't like America either, um, incidentally. And for her to then go and tell her father they took him away when it was the guy that you recruited to help <laughs> that just killed him. Right. It wasn't even manipulated. It was one person and it was your you brought him into this right. and yet you're going to say they right mm-hmm. hmm. yeah i agree um i think also like the other thing i was thinking along those lines is like harris was never getting out of that garage alive nope. like had he not killed kazan he would have been killed like there's no way he's walking away from that <laughs> i don't even think he's going with them in the box truck like he is staying there that's where he's staying period mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I think too. Like, here's another thing. Like, we talked earlier. We haven't talked about it for a few episodes, but you know, some of the issues that Twenty Four d- dives into. And at the beginning of the show, there was a lot of complaint about the stereotype of Muslim terrorists. But in this episode, you have the father, who has the same religion, wholeheartedly saying, "This isn't who we are. Like, this is not what we do." So I thought they did a really good job of bringing it around and showing that no we're not stereotyping no we're not saying that that all people of a certain religion or a certain race are this way because you have this father who's saying this is not what we do this you know this is not the way i raised you now we also find out that he apparently like abused them as kids so <laughs> take that for what it's worth <laughs> well we didn't we, we never said he was the father of the year that's true. But, you know, when you're saying this isn't the way I raised you, this is we're all about peace and everything, but you were beating your children when they were younger. It's like, eh, there might be a little bit of a double standard there, but hey. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm, I appreciate I'm on that. that as far as the not blowing up people. I'm good with that. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> yeah. I, know, and I, I appreciated that uh, they went to that and, and said that this is, you know, we're not stereotyping here with him. Yeah. I just wish that they then had his children have any sort of explained motivation for doing this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. who knows maybe they'll backfill that later because uh, i mean he's still alive the father's still alive um which i guess i guess good good on him for um being Call able it. to escape from those those uh shackles and turning his but, daughter in yeah and then, and then being able to find everything um like i guess it was a feeble attempt for him to try to call her to talk her down but mm-hmm. um but yeah, but then he got on the call with nine one one and said, "Hey, here's what's going on." Yeah. Um, and they almost knowing made that it. that very much could be the the end, you know, knowing that the the end result could be that he's going to lose both of his children. But he probably assumed mm-hmm. I'm going to either way, like either either she's yeah. going to blow herself up or she's going to get shot. So it's like, um, but no, I thought that was cool, and I I really liked at the end of the episode the the shot of him and, and the agony and the despair on his face of. One, I've lost both of my children. Two, look at what my children have done. Um, and, and I couldn't help but, but feel a little bit bad for him and realize that not only has he lost his children, not only did his children do this, but my guess is that he's going to be the subject of a fairly rigorous interrogation soon, you know, because he's the closest connection to them and they're going to want to know what's going on. Um, mm-hmm. Whether they show that in the show or not, that's what the natural progression would be. Like he would be interrogated. Um, so, I mean, the despair, this guy's lost you know, essentially everything. Um, I thought that was cool. Just, I think it pulled on my heartstrings. Just, just under two hours ago, he thought he was going to have dinner with his children, and now right. both of them are dead. <laughs> and he never got dinner. <laughs> no, he did. He did. <laughs> oh, that's right. She did make it. That's right. <laughs> it was before being tied up. So, anyways, no, that was a good. Yeah. I thought it was a good, good episode or a good scene there. Um, there was some good stuff. I. I do agree. I think Amira's character really did uh, develop in a way that I wasn't sure it was going to in the beginning. So um, that was cool to see as it, as it continued on. It didn't end well for her, but Hey, did we ever think it would? Probably not. No. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah. So, so, so there's that, that whole storyline that went through and then there's uh, of course the whole Isaac um, and, Oh, my mind is on blank. Nicole. Nicole. Yes. Thank you. I mean, my mind. Whoop. Anyway. So yeah, Isaac <laughs> and Nicole, that, that whole uh, string of events that, that was going on there. Did anybody think um, they were going to kiss again? Yes. There's a I'm couple like, times. Oh, here it comes. Okay, good. I'm glad they didn't. <laughs> I know. Like, I thought that was good. Like that was something, you know, Bradley, you talk about how predictable some of the stuff is like that was good because the predictable thing was, oh, geez, here we go. 
this is going to happen. And then it didn't like twice in that episode. And so good for Nicole, because I kind of felt like, like I thought it was over. I'm like, man, when Eric calls her, she calls Eric and she doesn't say, I love you. And she's like, Hey, maybe I should just stay here. I'm like, all right, we're done. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I know. That. I'm just like, Oh, I can see where this is going. <laughs> and they proved me wrong. So I was, I was very happy about that. But, uh, and I mean, I don't know. I think like the impressiveness of Jadala's team at being able to go into a gang neighborhood controlled by this guy, take him hostage, get him out without anybody dying. You yeah. have to give him a little <laughs> bit of props for that, Bradley. Like you yeah. said, if these are guys are the ones that are the terrorists, we have nothing to worry about. Like that was impressive because no, I, I, I have a mirror cell. Yeah, that's true. I have okay. questions. I have questions. <laughs> You've got questions? We've got My answer. question is, oh, okay, this is episode six, right? Yes. So in, 24, in the 24 world, <laughs> in the 24 break, world, that means it's six hours into the day. So Nicole got dropped off at Isaac's six hours ago. Yep. So how is, it, how is it that conveniently, as soon as the CTU vehicle pulls up to pick up Nicole, Jadala's vehicle pulls up to kidnap Nicole. Because he only needs her now because they can't recover the data. That's right. He needs leverage. But how, 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 how did he find out where they were located? Maybe he knew all the in CTU. As soon as the C, what I'm saying is, as soon as the CTU vehicle pulls up, that's when Jadala pulls up. Mm-hmm. Well, it kind of, I feel like it adds fuel to your, the uh, theory that Mullins is the mole because he texts. Er, 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 <laughs> I'm sorry, Mark. I'm sorry, but Eric texts Mullins and was like, "Can you pick up my wife from That's my brothers?" And then <gasps> the dollars kidnapped them. Mullins said, "Okay, <laughs> absolutely." Mullins said, "I'm gonna send a, I'm gonna send a vehicle to pick up your wife." <laughs> you didn't clarify. <laughs> In fairness, be a box fan without so, it does reduce the suspicion slightly that he did send a vehicle. Like if he'd gone for right. the, if he if he'd gone for the full, uh, what was the character name? Benjamin Bratt's character, live another day, and just not sent a CTU team out. Navarro. Navarro. Well, you remember the name that I didn't. Wow, yes. that's two. <laughs> <laughs> wow. hey, what what, what was uh, Freddie Prince's name? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember. If, it. it was cool. If he had gone for the full Steve Navarro route and just sent. Jadala's men rather than a CTU team. Yeah. It would be obvious that it was him. So he he's still got a little bit of leeway. But you're mm. right. That is that is curious. But right. uh, but it's kinda of, it kinda of, it kinda of reminds me of season four when uh Jack and Audrey went to that security facility ambushed and Jack said and Audrey said call CTU and Jack said no we can't because they're the only ones that knew we were going to be here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. CTU is the only ones besides besides Isaac's crew that knew she was going to be there. That's true. And that was the event that led to Tony coming back, which leads us in this <laughs> season to where this is leading to Tony coming back. So, oh, look at that segue. I, uh, <laughs> I would love if in season seven, the first thing we see is Eric grabbing Mullins and shoving him up against the wall and making that accusation. Hmm. Like I'm, I'm sure Janelle is going to finish the conversation with, and if you tell anybody they're dead, blah, blah, blah. But it's like, wouldn't that be awesome? If that's like the first thing Eric does is says, I, you were the one I told where my, my wife was, I told you to get him. Mm-hmm. And now magically these guys show up and, and get her before they're able to what mm-hmm. the crap's going on. Like that would be cool. I think that would be a, a very Jack Bauer esque um, response. I think it'd be a very natural response for anybody whose wife has been taken hostage. So because yeah. remember, Eric had never told anybody where his wife was until he told Mullins to send a vehicle to pick her up. Mm-hmm. That's very true. So it's interesting. Inquiring minds would like to know. That's right. Yeah. That's us. Twenty-four legacy Twitter account. They won't tell us. So <laughs> I tried. I think uh, the other the other um, ep- the other scene I really liked was the one between right at the beginning with Eric and Locke. When Eric oh, makes a comment, yeah. Locke's like, well, it's because of your degenerate friend. And I thought Eric was just going to deck him. I'm like, oh, here we go. <laughs> but I loved his response. He's like, you know, and, and I hadn't put that together. Maybe I'm just an idiot. But I was like, you know, once he was like, no, he yeah. knew if he came here, he was going to die. It's like, oh, yeah, you're right. Like, yeah, 
Like he had, he, he knew full well when he said, this is how we can get it. He knew he wasn't getting out of there. Like he knew this was the end. And you could kind of tell looking back when he looks at Eric, when Eric has the gun in his hand and, and uh, he's being told to shoot him. Like he had that look like, dude, just do it. Like I'm dead. <laughs> if you don't do it, they're going to do it. So just do it. Um, so I love that interaction with Locke. And I think it kind of, I think the way he pushed back helped um, start to develop a little bit of respect between them. And then, you know, you had that interaction with them when they're driving and, and Eric's like checking and double checking and triple checking his gun, making sure everything's working the way it needs to. And just the way Locke is responding to him and interacting with him, you can tell that he's developing some respect for him. Like he's, it's almost like in his mind, he's like, Hey, maybe I can get this guy to like come work at CTU with me. You know, that whole question (laughs) of you miss it, don't you? It's like, Hey, he would be a really good CTU agent because we all know how CTU police officers or like security guys are and the rest of the CTU <laughs> team are when they go up against terrorists. Maybe we could get this guy to help. So I thought that was cool. I thought that development was good because there's always been that little bit of tension between Locke and Carter because, you know, Locke's the guy that's like, hey, let's let's do what we're told. I'm a good soldier. I do what, do what needs to be done. And Eric's like, I'm going to break into police stations and <laughs> steal schematics and <laughs> do all those types of things. So I thought that was good. I, I really like that that focus on, you know, that development of, of respect a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. And then of course, then um, that, that little time that Eric was able to kind of rub it in when they did find something on the computer and he said, and you can see the exchange that the two had as uh, Locke was reporting it back. And so, so I was like, yeah, it looks like it's checked out. And so, <laughs> I told you just the look on his face was priceless. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, absolutely. Um, the only so, thing, the only thing, the only thing I don't like about Carter is how quickly he tries to bring CTU and everything. Like when he goes, like when Jack went, when Jack goes rogue, he goes rogue. He goes rogue. He ignores every direct order that he's given, and he doesn't stop until the mission that he wants to complete is completed. Is that Eric? Eric will. I was just gonna say, is that Eric will go rogue? <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Mark. I love the delay. <laughs> Mark. Go ahead, finish your talk. Finish your finish your thought, and then I'll finish. I'll do mine. Thank you. When Eric goes rogue, he he'll he'll steal schematics, and then he'll get in the car, and then as soon as he's out of the parking garage, he calls <laughs> CTU to let him know where to put their men. <clears throat> and I have a feeling be, okay, be sure, sure fine, no problem. <laughs> I don't think he'll be doing that anymore after Nicole got kidnapped. Right, that's true. But you're right. Well, and, and along those same lines, like it's interesting how quickly Mullins is like, oh, okay. <laughs> you know, it's like he's like totally fine with it right away. Like there, there's none of the previous CTU director thing where it's like, no, we're going to arrest you when we get there. That's what we're going to do. This is done. But, you know, I agree. But I think um, I wonder how much of that's because Eric, one, trusts Rebecca, and two, he's still like he's very shortly removed from being a soldier. And as a soldier, you take orders you do what you're asked to do and so i wonder how much of that's because of that whereas we have jack who um you know had been at ctu for you know at least arguably a little while you know he was the director of field operations so i mean he he had been there a while so he'd got to the point where he was he was confident in his own uh, ability to make those decisions and, and recognize when things had to be done um right wrong or indifferent he got to that point so i wonder i wonder if it's just that development you know like like you said bradley i think he's getting to the point where he's not going to just to that every time um but you know I, I just wonder if that's his development and he's just he's so you know rebecca ran the op you know that that took out uh ben khalid you know she, you know he's the she's the one that he trusts obviously she's the one he calls over and over again so i wonder if that's why because he's he's still caught up in the i want people to understand i'm not just going crazy i want people to know that i'm not just trying to i, I haven't lost my mind i haven't you know joined the terrorists or whatever else or stepped over a line um, well, yeah. To, to go to go back to go back to what happened to Isaac and Nicole and Mullins and everything like that. Eric has already shown from episode one. He's already shown that from episode one. Like you can tell in their interactions and in their conversations, Eric doesn't really trust Director Mullins too well. I don't know. I don't know if that's because he he just got done watching the Flash season two. But, <laughs> but you look a lot like this guy. You could be the same guy. <laughs> but I don't think I don't think he trusts I don't think he trusts Director Mullins too much. And I think that's gonna I think that's gonna come into play when it comes to his wife and his brother. 
which you notice he always, he keeps asking, he keeps saying, let his wife go, let his wife go. He doesn't care about his brother. He just says, <laughs> let his wife go. <laughs> That's probably, like, I don't know. Like when I saw them get kidnapped, I'm like, okay, well, yeah, they're kidnapped and yeah, these are terrorists, but it's like, Isaac's not completely like defenseless either. Like, I mean, if you're Nicole and you're going to be kidnapped with somebody like, this guy who's like, you know, been a ruthless drug dealer for however long, probably not a bad guy to have with you. I mean, no, <laughs> but then ideally, if you're going to get kidnapped and of course you don't want to get kidnapped, <laughs> ideally, ideally not getting kidnapped by like a dozen Middle right. Eastern terrorists. Correct. Who are planning on killing hundreds of thousands of people. Terrorists in general, really. I don't even really care where <laughs> yeah. they're from. They could be from Topeka for all I care. <laughs> 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 yeah, but you're right i think uh or gettysburg or, or gettysburg north dakota that's right south dakota south dakota clarify <laughs> oh, um, excuse me. Most wonderful places that's right that's right uh but yeah i think that's uh that's a that's a great distinction i think between between eric and jack and it'll be interesting to see how that changes through the rest of the season and you know knock on wood and cross our fingers hopefully you know seasons prior to that you know following that um, to see the way the, that he develops and, and changes as he's maybe jaded a little bit by moles or <laughs> whatever else happens. Uh, I think it'll be interesting to see. I think that's important for us to remember too, when we're comparing Jack to Eric is, you know, we're, we're seeing these characters in different places when they start, you know, comparing him to Jack mm-hmm. when, when we first saw Jack is not, not really apples to apples because, you know, Jack was, was very well, solidified as a member of ctu he he was you know the leader of field ops i mean he you know he wasn't in that same position where eric is where he just came back from from battle he's never worked with ctu before he's been you know he's been an army ranger so i think that's important for us to remember too and myself included that you know he is going to make decisions a little differently and it'll be interesting to see if it's it's almost like a prequel without being a prequel does that make sense like it's almost Mm -hmm. like hey this might have been what jack would have been like had we seen him you know the years prior to season one you know day one so mm-hmm. yeah i almost wonder um and I, it's just some thoughts that i had as, as we were going through it and uh is is i wonder if mullins wanted to go with the plan to take the schematics and and to meet but in his position he didn't want to make that call because of the shadiness of taking the schematics and all that but since eric put the play in the motion He's like, okay, let's go with it. Now I have a skateboard. Because, because then also on, on the flip side, I mean, if Mullins didn't go with it, now what? Now what's he got? He has Eric on Rogue, going Rogue by himself with, um, with Ben into a place to where they can't really monitor well. And so he's like, okay, let's might as well go along with this at least and, mm-hmm. and be able to at least have some kind of control. Hmm. And can I just say? And it's not like, oh, go ahead. Sorry. It's not like they had any any other leads on trying to find Jadala. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know whether Mullins really <laughs> wanted to go through with it, but once it happened, it's like, well, we have no other way of finding him, so we might as well follow this up because there is a ch- there, there's more of a chance that this is going to be legit and lead us to some <laughs> good info than following nothing to good info because there will be nothing. Right. Mm-hmm. I think too, like Poor Andy. Of, yeah, right. <laughs> thinking of Mullins too. I mean, <laughs> I, I I'm struggling just with the fact that like he can't seem to do anything on his own. Like I totally get that Rebecca was the CTU director before and everything, but it's like you're the director now. Why are you like every time we turn around, it's like, hey Rebecca, will you help me with this? Hey Rebecca, can you help? Hey yeah, hey Rebecca, will you run this? Hey, you know, it's like, come on, dude. Like. It's hard for me to respect you as a leader when you're you're going to, you know, your predecessor every 10 minutes for help, you know. I mean, I totally get it. Like, she's part of the plot and everything. But at the same time, it's like, come on, like, make a decision on your own. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, this is this is her area of expertise. Obviously, she was the one that ran this mission. But I would agree. And it's interesting as well, because I'm pretty sure she handpicked him to be the new director of CTU. So you'd think that Yeah, they he, made that clear in the first episode. Yeah. Yeah. So you'd think that he would be able to do this and she would know that he'd be able to do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It seems like neither of them are real. It's, it's kind of, it's kind, do it on his own. It's kind of funny how he was trying to really push her out at the beginning of the season. 
I know, right? And now as we get later into the season, now all of a sudden he's he's welcoming her more into her decisions and everything like that. I just <laughs> I think he finally realized that okay, this situation is too far over my head. So I'm gonna need another set of eyes for this. Mm-hmm. Kind of like the also- Oak brought in David Palmer. <laughs> yeah. I think partly too it's same with the yeah. David Palmer situation. I think partly she doesn't want to leave it. You know, um, mm-hmm. in this episode, she, she was defending Mullins to the uh, the national national security advisor, and she she clearly wants to be involved in all of this. So it, it's yeah. kind of a push pull situation. There's another- Senator Senator, Don- Sen- Senator Donovan put it the best that I thought when he said. I don't know if it's you who can't do without this or whether it's them who can't do it without you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yep. I thought, I thought that kind of put it in perspective as to how <clears throat> it plays out and how she needs CTU as much as CTU needs her. Right. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. pains me, which pains me because I've been against her from day one. So. <laughs> <laughs> You know, you, you mentioned Bradley, uh, the, the conversation with the, the national security advisor. And that's another one of those where it's like, look, if you're going to be the leader Mullins, like don't have Rebecca standing next to you when you're having that conversation, because you're not the leader anymore, because naturally they're going to look to the person who did it for much longer than you've done it. So I don't know. It kind of drove me nuts, but yeah. How about, uh, how about Henry and John? Like, did anybody else just want to like smack Henry? As he's yes. there, he's like, I, <laughs> I can't tell them something I don't know. I was just like, I would have reached across the table and like slammed his head against the table. <laughs> like, seriously, come on. I have a, I have a, I have a thought, not so much about Henry and John, but the conversation between John and his campaign manager, Neela. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did anybody else find it kind of odd how willing she was to set up that meeting? Oh my god, yes. he was withdrawn from the mm-hmm. campaign. Like, sure. Did anybody else find that odd? Because <sighs> as, 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 <laughs> even even if she was even if she I mean, even if she wasn't gonna be the campaign manager anymore, she would at least want him to see this through. I find mm-hmm. it kind of odd how willingly she was to set up that meeting for him to withdraw from the campaign. Like this is what he's worked for for the last four years. He withdrew from the first campaign so his wife could catch uh, Ben Khalid. Mm-hmm. And now four years later, he finally has a legitimate chance at the White House. And she's been there the entire time. He says he wouldn't have done it without her. Yeah. And now she just, through all this, she just willingly is just going to set up the meeting instead of trying to convince him to see this through, even if it's without her. There, there wasn't even like an attempt like more weird there wasn't even like a weak attempt right. it wasn't even like are you sure it, there was not even a, <laughs> an are you sure there was just okay i'll do this like oh. even if you're not gonna try and spend five minutes going why you know why are you doing this you should continue you know this is this is not gonna hurt you you can recover from this just an are you sure would have been something and yet she's just nothing gonna she's just gonna bend over and be like yeah okay sure and after he he went to such great lengths to try and prove that she was innocent and she's just like yeah you know i'll I'll help you self-implode your political career again so Um, i'm I'm very happy to do that i I have a i have a prediction regarding this let's hear it my thought is that this is john's way to try to get to his dad because if you remember back, yep. why? Well, what was the reason that Henry gave him? He says, I'm doing for this you. for you, yeah. for your career, to be able to do this. So if John pulls this thing to where he makes this big spectacle saying Some that he's going to pull out, mm-hmm. where does that leave Henry then? Because that, yep. that was his fallback, saying, I was doing this for you. And so so I think that, I think John is just doing this as a ploy to be able to bring his dad out for him to make be able to confess that's what i think i agree and I th- go ahead bradley I, I i thought the same thing my mm-hmm. problem with that was that he did it outside of the conversation with henry and the impression i got was that he's gonna go and meet with uh, the rest of the party now and tell them now which means that it, it he's if he is using it as a way to kind of get henry to confess and and uh, give up the information that he knows then he is also withdrawing for real. And that 
seems weird to me. Uh, I don't know. I, I think he's just I think he's trying to set it up so that um, word's going to get back to Henry about this. And it's going to be a lot more legitimate knowing that the meeting's already been set up. So I think I think in between the time that it gets set up and the time the meeting happens is when he or somebody else is going to tell Henry that John is withdrawing. And that's going to be all the I, I, that's kind of what I'm thinking. Let me let me I don't let know. me put a, an altruistic uh, spin on it. I had the feeling I got the impression that you know, and I'm kind of seeing Henry or John in more of a a David Palmer light to where he's saying, you know, it's my family's fault that this is happening. I not that I'm not fit to be president, but I'm not going to be a part of this. I do think he's taking away the bargaining chip. I agree, um, but I I almost get the feeling that he's like, look, this this is more important. You know, like his first response to his dad was, you know, you gambled with you know with uh rangers lives like that's his whole thing he's like look this is not okay and i th- I think there's that that moral um compass that that john has that's saying i don't want any part of this like and then going back to to nyla nila nyla whatever however you say it, um i agree bradley it's like here's the either or either she has an ulterior motive or she's the worst campaign manager in the world <laughs> <laughs> like those are the only two options because if you have an ulterior motive, it's like, okay, good. I got you to do what I want you to do. The ulterior motive might be regardless of you apologizing to me, you are not doing this without me. Like you completely destroyed my career and I am not letting you be president if I'm not the one to do it. So it's like, cool. You know, I'm, I'm not the campaign manager anymore. You've destroyed my career. I don't want you as president. You know, I'm but, I mean, not with me. <laughs> it, it, did he say that he, she wouldn't be his campaign manager? No, but I think in her mind, it's the matter of my career's ruined now. Like I've been accused of this. I'm I'm gonna be I'm gonna be sidelined. So I don't mm. know. As yeah, her they, last act as campaign manager, she'll set up that meeting. That's right. Destroy your campaign. So I don't mm. know. It'll be interesting. But I had the same thought, uh, Josh, that that this was his way of taking away that bargaining chip. And that motive that he thought his dad had. I don't think it's going to. <coughs> but I've still been really impressed with how Good. Henry's gone from when he's talking to John at their house, like immediately spilling the beans on everything that happened to having such intestinal fortitude that he can look his son in the eye and his daughter-in-law in the eye and completely lie to their face. It's like, how do you make that 180 from the few words that your brother told you? You know, well, we'll just, did anybody hear it? We just won't say anything. It's like, Really? Like, wow, that's impressive. Because he, he, he probably didn't fully understand the consequences when he first told his son, because I don't think he actually believed John was going to turn him in. I think he thought that John was just like, he was and able that, to manipulate John like a puppet. I really think that's what it was through the whole campaign. I think he thought he had complete and, control of everything John did. And now that he realized he doesn't have that control anymore, now you know, comes the realization that, okay, if I admit this on record, it's going to be 10 times as worse as it was. Interesting. Well, we are definitely coming up on the hour mark. I think we talked about most of the highlights. Um, any other? I can't remember. If I can't remember, of course we didn't. You wrote a no. thousand words on it. What do we miss? Um, <laughs> not a whole lot, actually. Nice. I thought this was a good episode. Like we had some disagreements. We had some some challenging each other. This was good stuff. I, I did or have a disappointment. Oh, let's hear it. No, no cougar. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, there's no cougar. I missed that. No. Yeah. Uh, no. No. <laughs> we've been talking. We've been talking about Tony coming back. Oh, the yes, fact hold that on. he was yeah. slated for seven episodes. I had something on that. And so and so he was slated for seven episodes. So I was in, anticipating that at the end of this episode, we would get just that little glimpse at least because this would be the seventh episode. So I I may I share? Here's my could be totally wrong, but we know that that's true. The, the, the <laughs> record, the record shows that I'm probably wrong, but that's okay. <laughs> This was the thought I had. Okay, so Eric has to bring somebody that can fix the file. 
the natural assumption is Andy. At least I think so. But what if they say, okay, well, maybe Tony Almeida could pass as the person that could do this. Like, what if Tony's the guy they bring in for Eric to bring? Because they're like, hey, you know, this guy, like, he could take care of himself. You know, he, he was the director of CTU. Like, I know he's no Chloe, but I'm pretty sure he could pass as an analyst that could do that. Well, that would be a great thought. But, except for the fact that the promo for next week already shows Eric and Andy at the meeting. Oh, really? <laughs> so apparently <laughs> I didn't see the promo. <laughs> so apparently Andy's at least going to be used it, as so. bait. I should have watched it on Fox, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, you probably, yeah, watch, prepare yourself before you come on the podcast. Wow. <laughs> wow. Shots fired. Oh. In fairness, in fairness. <laughs> Boom. I did watch one of the promos that they put on the YouTube last week for this week's episode. And one of them was like, um, the last five minutes are so shocking and, I, and or something along those lines. And I just thought, sure, okay. So really the whole episode, I was like, Yep, they're going to carry out the terrorist attack, aren't they? they they're going to do it. And lo and behold, that's what happened. So Fox promotional material, not ideal. Yeah, I didn't think it was really that shocking. No. I mean, you knew that it was going to happen. It's like, okay, yeah, they're going to call Eric. They're going to threaten his family. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> didn't see that one coming. <laughs> here is a line I wrote. I wrote... It was less excruciatingly tense than it is simply excru- excruciating, less entertaining than it is tedious and lethargic. <laughs> that was my glowing praise. No wonder they told you not to watch it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Bradley, Bradley, Bradley always uses these. Bradley always uses these big, complicated words that that nobody really that nobody really uses except for him when he's doing his reviews. Now, let me clarify. He uses these big, complicated words that those that watch American football don't understand. <laughs> Shots fired back. Okay. Do me a favor, Mark. I just figured, I just figured that extra time. Uh, I mean, he's spending time in uh, all these rural places lately. He probably doesn't have access to uh, all these different things that he referred back to watching the dictionary. Looking at I, the dictionary. Knew, I knew what they meant, and I watch real football, so. Yeah. <laughs> says Mark says... Since My Mark, since Mark watches shows. all this Ameri- all watches this good football. You heard it. You heard it, Bradley. He called soccer good. Do football. me a favor, Mark. Spell altruistic. <laughs> I had I'd have to write it down. I'm not a visual person. I could write it down. Exactly. You, get it, but... you, should, you should be able to spell the words that you I use. Can. I could write it down. <laughs> Anyway, so go 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 sorry. watch your wimpy football and then think about it. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> oh boy. All right. Well, any predictions? Happened. Any predictions as we wrap it up? I predict Tony will not be the person that they take with him. <laughs> <laughs> Way to step out there, Mark. <laughs> so hang on a minute. Your your two predictions for this week are Tony is the guy that Eric is gonna take with him, and Tony is not the guy that Eric is gonna take Correct. with him. Correct. So either way, I, I Mark is going to be lose. right. I cannot lose. Like I either way, going to be wrong. Right. <laughs> oh, about my 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 prediction is: I think the person that leaked the information of where Nicole and Isaac were at is Director Mullins, and it kills me because I really wanted to say Rebecca, <laughs> but I'm going to say Director <laughs> Mullins. <laughs> okay. I'm going to say Director Mullins, and I think Henry is a lot more involved than he's letting on. When Joel said that, all I could think was, it's Director Mullins in the Situation Room with the cell phone. (laughs) 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 Oh, Well, is there any predictions that you can give Bradley? Or are you just gonna stay silent again? He's he's, uh, right. he's already seen all of it. <laughs> I have not. I have not actually seen this next one. Um, I think. I, I don't think <laughs> we're gonna find. <laughs> I don't think we're gonna find out who the uh, the mole is just yet. Um, my my uh, my number one prediction is Tony comes back next week. <laughs> Fantastic prediction! Wow. Thanks for that. Yeah. Yeah. You astonish us again. Mm-hmm. American football wisdom at its finest. 
Brad, Brad, Bradley, and all, and all serious no that week. was a very well written article. It was. It was great. I'm gonna get hate mail this week. That's what's gonna happen. I am gonna totally get hate mail. I have. You mean more than just from Joel? Yeah, I have ticked off everybody in the world. (laughs) Football players, everybody. I'm already putting your email address out there for everybody that disagrees with you on this show to email you. That's what's going to happen. That's what Joel's going to do in all these groups. He's going to be like, hey, this is what Mark said on the podcast. Email him here. It's going to be something like that. The the ball ball guy you see talking on the podcast, that's Mark. Here's his email address. <laughs> oh well excellent well i definitely appreciate you guys coming on to debate and fight and argue and whatever i think we have whatever's that. needed to be able to move 24 forward 